Hello, I'm Sai. And I'm Al. And this is episode 40 of the Full Beam Podcast. Episode 40? Come on, people, let's have it. Yes. Right. Right, okay, so Al, we are in the car again. We are. We're having a drive, a home time we're, drive we're, by. We're having a drive by. Are we? Are we? Are you packing? <laughs> right, okay, so uh, it's been a while since we've done one of these. No, no weapons involved. No, only Al. He's a massive weapon. But. That's enough. <laughs> Sorry. I always kind of get really excited when we do one of these. I love it. Anyway. I'm excited anyway. Cool. Are you? Yeah. Cool. Um, so, a lot's happened since we've done one of these. Uh, so, I thought it'd be nice just to drive home, have a nice, chill drive. Al's driving dependent, obviously, and we just have a bit of a catch up because a few things have happened. It's been two weeks, hasn't it? It has. It's been two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. So, should we start off with the full beam news, Al? The full beam news? Yeah. <laughs> and the full beam news is. <laughs> Alex has been on a course, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, oh you, you, now you never said we were going to talk about this. Like, you call me on a Wednesday. Yeah. Alex has been uh, educating himself, haven't you? And what have you been educating yourself in? Speed awareness. <laughs> um, why? Why did he get invited onto the speed awareness course, Al? Because I was caught on a camera by the police. No, not the police, no, is it? No. Is it traffic light camera? Oh, so you got caught. Yeah. So you get points on your licence? No. No. The first thing you could do was you get the letter in the post, you go, oh, swear words. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because the uh, the last one I did, because <laughs> I bought before, <laughs> was, <laughs> was over three years ago. So luckily enough, if the next one's over three years, then you get offered the course again. I would just like to point out, ladies and gentlemen, that I have a completely spotless license. I have not once been caught by a camera or pulled over by the police. The opposite way they're being caught. He's <laughs> never been caught. True, true. Um, so the the closest I did get to being pulled over was um, on a stretch of road um, on the way home. I had the BMW M140 at the time and i overtook somebody that wasn't doing 50 uh, and that was it they were i wasn't like i was overtaking them and they were doing the speed limit they were way way under and i overtook them put my foot down sped up and then out of nowhere there was a police motorbike behind me and i just thought oh this is it oh lucky mate yeah but he never he just sat behind me most of me just taking in the lovely burble of the m140 exhaust yeah possibly i mean he thought nah, it's been 30 seconds now i'll have him he never, he never pulled me over. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I was, I was extremely lucky. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's actually quite an interesting course compared to the last one I'd done. The updated it. Why didn't you enlighten us, Al? Why didn't you give us a bit of a, a, a lowdown of the course for all those excellent drivers out there that have never been on one? You know, why didn't you? Why didn't you tell us? You were telling me some interesting facts about thirty and thirty-one miles an hour. Well, I was telling you, I, I thought you interesting facts, but you didn't. You didn't look very interested when I was telling you them. Try again. Try again. Well, first of all, um, speed awareness. So you need to be aware of your, your uh, speed limits. <laughs> you need to be aware of your speed limits. Oh, this is going well. Our limits. <laughs> so basically, anywhere, anywhere where there's no signs to say 30, 40, whatever, if there's no street lights, then it's national speed limit. 
wow, okay. But if the street lights, then it's 30. Okay. Unless you're told otherwise. So isn't it more dangerous not to have street lights? Or, or I know why, because there's street lights in residential areas or built up areas. That's why it's 30. Well, you can have street lights in places that you that don't look residential or built up. Right. But it still counts as that. Okay. As soon as the street light's 30. Okay. Unless it tells you otherwise. So I've got a question here, and this one probably wasn't covered on your course. But is 20, is that an enforceable speed limit? Right, do or is that the, speed just... limits, the speed limits that are enforceable are the ones with the red circle around. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, and national speed limits, yes. just not the red circle yeah. around. So if you see, for instance, you might get, um, the example we were given was, you sometimes get signs outside schools. Yes. You've got the flashing um, orange lights. Yeah. yeah. I'd say when flashing 20. Yeah. But the 20 hasn't got a red border yeah so it's not enforceable however if you're caught over fair over 20 yeah. and you had an accident it's yeah. not gonna look good no so you're best just yeah. do it 20. we got letters around where i live a while about 18 months ago saying these roads are going to 20 miles an hour and it now, is it 20 at the 20 mile an hour roads was it a 20 zone because it's, it's a difference well as soon as you turn on onto my road you get a 20 in a circle does it say zone or No, not? 20 in a circle. Okay, right. So that, I don't have to do 20, do I? But like you said, if I was doing 30, 35, whatever, and I got caught, they'd pull me from going over 30, not going over 20. Is that right? Yes. Wow. It's not a red circle around 20. It's a red circle around a 20. It's 20. I've said at least twice in the last five minutes. Anything from a red circle around is enforceable. You know, he didn't. He said it's the opposite. Right, you're going to listen to this podcast and you're going to eat your words. You said the opposite. That's why I asked the question. No, I did not. Anything from a red circle around is enforceable. Right, okay, so I've got to do 20 down our road. Yes. Whoops. Moving on. What's the stopping distance? What's the stopping distance for doing 30 to 31? This this was good out. I don't know what the distance is, but what he did was he showed us a video and it was an advanced driver in a car, only an ordinary car, because of Vauxhall Astro. And um, he was doing 30 blob on, then he had to do an emergency stop, so they flagged him, made brakes on, and then they measured where he stopped. Okay? This was at 30. Then he built a wall. A brick wall. Not a brick wall, oh, a Palestinian sure. wall. So they had them again at the start in the same place doing 31 miles an hour. So just one mile just an, an hour. hour difference. Wow. Got flagged in the same place, put his brakes on the same place. He didn't stop in time to hit, he hit the wall at eight miles an hour. So one mile an hour more meant that that stopping distance was so much further than he would have hit someone at eight miles an hour. Yeah. Which still would have caused significant damage. Yeah, of course it would, yeah. So imagine if you're doing 40. Wow. You could have hit that wall at 50 miles an hour. More probably. It's players, doesn't it? So yeah, um, it does. Does the dope is about you know if you hit somebody or hit something got so many miles an hour, the damage it does. And it was I can't remember exactly exact figures now, but it's in, we got given a little book as well. But it's something like a forty miles an hour if you hit somebody, you're like seventy percent more likely to die. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was quite. It was. It was interesting. No way. No. I'm just wishing that's pay seventy eight pounds to do it. But you it have to pay. Yeah. So that's basically your fine, isn't it? Really? Yeah. You don't. It's either hundred pound and three points, or seventy pound in this course and no points. Right. No Which way you know. But considering it was nearly four hours long, it, it went quite quickly. Did it? Yeah. yeah it's good. Okay, and you got a nice little pen that you brought into work. <laughs> got a free pen. <laughs> Everybody loves a free pen, don't you? Free pen, yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to tell us about this course? Um, 
think of that comes to mind. There's loads on it, I just can't yeah. think of it now. That's absolutely final. It's made about, you know, well, including the tin, it was speed away, isn't it? Yeah. And did you speed at all going home? No, I didn't actually. Didn't you? No, I didn't. Good lad. I tell you what, it's paid off because this ride, even though it's only been about five minutes, it's very chilled. That's only because we're stuck in a queue of traffic. <laughs> I was, trying to, I was trying to compliment you there, Okay. In other 4 beam news, um, and I didn't tell Al at the time, uh, the M140's gone. I know, he never told me at the time. No. Um, we had... Uh, it's been made to say. I know. Go into your car, you don't to I know, and I apologise, Al. Um, we got Apology the, might be acceptable. We, we got the X3 uh, because of the way the M40 was in cold weather and snowy conditions and blah blah blah. And we had the whole incident with anybody running over a motorbike, even though it wasn't my fault. He was just a stupid motorbiker and decided to drive down a frozen patch and not in the tyre track. But that's beside the point. We we got the X3. We kept both cars for a certain amount of time. I can't remember six months, whatever. And then our salesman at Halliwell Jones said, look, you're at the time. Right, hang on, it's a 20 sound, what's that mean? It means it's not enforceable. It it is I'm enforceable. messing, yeah. it's got a red circle around it. Okay, uh, but we're doing less than 20 anyway, we're doing 20. we're in a queue. But our salesman rang up and said, look, you're at the, the 50, uh, the halfway stage of um, your lease on the M140. We've got a person that wants a black one, identical to yours, blah, blah, blah. We've not got one in stock, he wants immediate delivery. Do you want to do a voluntary termination on the M140 or are you still using it? So we ummed and ahed and said, look, we're not using it. I wasn't even taking it to the station anymore. My wife didn't need it for the school run or anything else. We were only really using one car. So we took uh, Mark up on the offer of a voluntary uh, termination. So the car went back to Halliwell Jones and a lovely lady apparently is now driving around in it. So voluntary termination, what does that mean? You just, you just stop paying for it? Yes, apparently it only happens when you get to the halfway point in your three or four year your term. Right. Um, it's not a known fact, so again, maybe a bit of a, a full beam top tip. You can go back to your dealership and say, I want a voluntary termination if you are halfway through. Your only works on a PCP, a personal contract purchase or hire, whatever. Okay. If you've got to 50% of your term, you can have a voluntary termination, but they offered us it because they wanted basically our car right. as a customer wanted it. Um, and then as soon as we got rid of the uh, M140, my wife got offered a job. We now need more than one car, so now we're looking at getting another car. Um, and still, is the Mini still the favourite? No, no, right. Well, again, um, you haven't told me a savvy mate what's going on. Yes, um, my wife was determined to get a Mini. Um, I am not a fan of Minis. Uh, I know that they're owned by BMW and built by BMW, but the build quality just isn't there compared. If somebody said to me, "Do you want a one series or do you want a Mini?" I'd pick a one series. Um, we had lots of umming and ahhing and toing and froing, um, and basically the de uh, the dealer at Halliwell Jones said that we could have the brand new BMW M135i with X drive, four wheel drive, all bells and whistles for three hundred and seventy quid a month with no deposit. Brilliant. Um, then we obviously we looked at fuel economy, we looked at insurance and everything else. And what else I didn't know was that you lose your no deal, you lose your no claims if you're if you're done as a name driver and you haven't got a policy and also you can only use your no claims on one car so i couldn't take my 14 years no claims discount and put that on an m135 so that's, that's already been used on the x3 
So that was like, well, it's a, it's a no-brainer then. Cause it's 800 pounds or 500 pounds to insure, 370 pounds a month, fuel, everything else. So it was like, it would be amazing if we could, but this is literally just a run around. The X3 will still be the main car. Um, so we're going for a brand new black uh, 118 M Sport, um, all black interior, full leather. Uh, it'd be really nice. So I'm going to go pro when we go and collect it. Uh, so you'll all see that. Um, so that's a bit of four beam fleet news. Um, so yeah, the M140 is gone, but we're replacing it with a brand new one series, go figure. Nice, okay, yeah, good. Uh, so we'll have to video us in now as well. I know, and I'll go pro like all these trendy people do on YouTube. I'll, I'll go pro the, the collection day. Nice, okay. Um, the Porsche Taycan, I know we've done this before, and we spoke about electric vehicles and everything else, um, but I saw. A, a review like a real world review of it and I know we said it was the best EV and it looked like a Porsche it didn't look like a, a, a horrible EV like the Leaf or the whatever um, and I totally stand by that still I think it looks fantastic but there's some downsides and I think the biggest downside to the Taycan or the Taken or whatever it is is this country, the UK, England, wherever you're listening, but in this country, the infrastructure for the Porsche Taycan is just not there. Now, what I mean by that is the Porsche. Do you mean for all electric vehicles? No, the Taycan. Right, okay. The Taycan uh, can be charged by a 270 kilowatt charger, its battery, okay? Yeah. And that means that that can have over 200 miles of range in less than 20 minutes, yeah. okay? So you could take the Porsche to work or wherever and charge that while you eat your buffy, while you eat your meal deal or your lunch or whatever it is, you can get over 200 miles of range out of that car in 20 minutes, which is incredible, okay? So you're thinking, brilliant, all I need is a 270 kilowatt charger. How many of those are in the country, Al? Well, I know it's because it's only, but I guessed five, didn't I? Yeah, there's four. So what's a five? There's four 270 kilowatt chargers in the whole country. What can you say? I mean, it's just ridiculous. I suppose you'd have to get one yourself. I don't know if you can. If you can. can, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know what I don't know what charging pack is supplied with the port. I don't know if they supply you with just basically like a drip charge. Can I just say something here as well? I just need to really wire back on something. When we did the electric vehicles podcast. I was yeah. going, oh, you can just plug them in. No, you really can't just plug them in. No, you've got to have a charging point. So my ignorance there and there was no bounce. Yeah, I do apologise for that. And I know again. You'll say, oh, BMW this, BMW that. But I know when you buy an i3 or an i8 BMW, they come out, they fit a charging point. They put it on the side of your house or in your garage or whatever. You have to have a specific charging point. I don't know what Porsche provide you with. Yeah. You'd like to think that they provide you with a 270 kilowatt charger, but they might not. Um, it's probably, it's probably will, they probably make you pay for it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but ultimately, to get that 200 miles of range from our current infrastructure, from our current national grid, our power grid, you'd have to charge it overnight. Right. It's a full day's charge. And how much CO2 emissions would that cause? Exactly. And also now, Porsche have called, the review that I saw was on the Turbo S. Yeah. Now, any car fan, any petrol head knows you can't turbocharge a battery. 
okay? So, fake news. It's called a Turbo S, but it's not turbo because you can't turbo a battery. So now Porsche have come out and tried to defend themselves and say, well now, turbo in our eyes doesn't necessarily mean turbo, it just means fast. Big mistake, Porsche. Big mistake. Big mistake. Okay, so that's got He's turbo emblazoned on the back. It's not turbo, it just means fast. And also, going back on EVs, I think, again, we did the EV podcast in the early days, and we were like, we ate them, and blah, blah, blah. Me and Alex are total petrol heads. We are combustion engine fanatics, aren't we? Yes. Um, yes. And Al had the really good point, and the really valid point of, he sees performance as what you can get out of that back of that engine what you can get how you can tune that engine to get that performance out of it now we're not, not saying, just how big your battery is but we're not saying that it's just as layman as there's a couple of Duracell batteries plug it in and it goes and we, we know there's got to be some kind of tinkering and what else but EV vehicles are totally annihilating petrol performance vehicles for horsepower and for acceleration like that Taycan has got it's either 560 or 650 brake horsepower it doesn't know to 16 so three seconds I'm surprised with electric vehicles that's still called horsepower because it's not horsepower no, should we like it's, just, it's just energy yeah it's energy yeah horsepower so I, I don't like that you know Horsepower, you, you, you think of all, I've said before, you've got all these thousands of little bits in an engine and they're all connected up and they could all go wrong at any second. And every time you turn that key and it works, it's a minor miracle. Yeah. And instead now you've got a battery. Yeah. Wow. I totally get that. I totally I get do, that. But like I've said, I do think, you know, electric vehicles are great for around town or just cities. I understand that they so I understand it. But Porsche have totally redone that haven't they they have yeah. they've taken now and i forgot what what car it was but they've taken their racing pedigree and put it into the Taycan. they must have had a hybrid an ev hybrid or something at le mans i think it was a 919 or a 917 but they've taken that battery and that battery power and put it into a road car now so they are they're miles ahead they are taking their racing pedigree and their racing knowledge and transferring it into road cars and they are making a great looking electric vehicle again we totally agree the front looks a bit muted because of like the lack of a grill or whatever else yeah but they are ultimately taking their knowledge of their racing pedigree and moving that into road cars and the performance and the power and the acceleration is incredible mm. um so Maybe that time is coming up. Maybe the time is coming that these efficient cars are becoming more desirable, more powerful, and quicker. Yeah, there's still the issue of charging. I mean, I know yes. for me, if I I would quite if I was just going to work back every day or going to the train station and back every day, yeah. just going shopping, yeah. going to another city. Yeah, I, I would have an electric car. I would, I suppose. But well, you wouldn't because you don't have the look of any of them. Well. You wouldn't have a leaf, would you? Um, I've been in a leaf and it's quite impressed with it, but uh, the fifth I wanted to go on Metro Yeah, they are, haven't so, you? So, you've got, you got that for the same. Voxels, aren't they? Voxel Corsa now? Get a Voxel. You know, I would have one. So, but if I go to say my sister in law's, 
who lives in she lives in Surrey. Middle of nowhere, she's in the countryside. No charging no points. No charging points. No I'd have to station. say go and find the charging points. The day before I go home and charge it for god knows how long. Yeah. Could you leave your car at petrol station overnight? Well I want to get back to where it's then. Exactly. So it's still impractical. It is. Four long journeys. It is. So the four journeys being, out of cities. The four being verdict is electric cars are getting there, especially from prestige models, BMW Y8, Porsche Taycan, yeah. everything else. But this country's infrastructure and power grid does not support it. So especially that, in I can't say rural non-urbanized areas. Yeah. Even even Especially. even northern cities, and again, you're getting into the whole north-south divide here. But I imagine there's more charging points in the capital, down south, than there is Manchester, Birmingham, Leeds, Liverpool. Yeah, I think that depends on different councils, doesn't it? Some yeah. councils really go mad for it, and some yeah. don't. So I don't know if you can, if you see it's north-south divide. I don't know. I've got an app on my phone. Actually, I might have a look for next time. Awesome. It tells you all the charging yeah. points are. Three things: it's got it's got all people's personal charging points on as Does well. Does it really? Some people's houses. No, wait, so you could knock and say, give us some charge. I think that's the idea. But wow. then aren't, aren't, you, aren't they paying for that then? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that one works, but anyway. Um, so yeah, EVs are getting there, especially from, like I said, performance and prestige marks, but our country uh, cannot handle it at the moment. And again, that goes, well, that contradicts the government's. There's going to be no petrol cars by what? 2025, 2035? 2035. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. What it was was there's no petrol cars on sale. So if there will still be petrol cars, we will be able to buy a new one. Rubbish. Well, rubbish. Okay, so that's that done. Jeremy Clarkson said he's going to buy 10 new cars in 2034. Yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? 10, 10, new, 10 new ice, ice cars, as um, they're called. So, yeah, um, well done, Porsche. Uh, boo to the country's infrastructure. That's that one done. Okay. Right, the one last thing that I've got to talk about Formula What's One. Formula One. Huh? We have one now. Oh, I have. I've also seen a review. What do you want to do first? The Renault Megane Trophy R yeah. or Formula One? What we'd like to talk about? The Megane. The Megane. Yeah. It's 70 grand. It's not worth it. Formula One. <laughs> I saw another review, and again, this McGann Trophy R is extremely rare. Hardly any of them are going to be made. Um, it's £72,000. Is that partly why it's so expensive? Because it's rare? Maybe, but again, that goes back into our supercar, hypercar yeah. podcast. Then we're having none of that. Um, so is the... Well, the Renault is not a, not a supercar, is it? No, it's not a supercar. It's a sports car. It's a sports car. Yeah. Um, but did it come out did it do quite well in Top Gear on Sunday? It came out really well, again, but being an owner of a hot hatch, it had 300 brake horsepower yeah. from a 2-litre four-cylinder turbocharged engine. It's okay. not a big engine, is it? It's not a big engine. Now, the Mercedes A-Class AMG, the A45, that is a 2-litre four-pot. Excuse me. It's turbocharged to the hilt. It's not limited. It's super fast, super accelerate, super quick acceleration. So you can get performance out of that. Okay. The M140 was a three-liter straight six with 340 brake horsepower. So straight away, you've got an M140 there for 35, 36,000 pound. It's got more horsepower, more cylinders, and a bigger liter engine. Okay. So yeah. why is it 72,000 pound? Okay, so the seventy-two thousand pound is most probably not spent 
on performance even though it was quick it wasn't limited so it did a top speed of 166 miles an hour but it's not a 62 time is really not that impressive it was like 5.6 or 5.8 seconds so why is that is underpowered or is it too heavy or again it's not heavy because they've taken out over 70 kilograms of weight from it right. so i think where the money comes in is the actual design like the bonnet was totally carbon fiber the wheels were totally carbon fiber to keep weight down there was no backs there was still five doors but there was no back seats weirdly okay so there was five doors there was no back seats they'd taken all the weight out of that way they reduced the weight from the wheels they reduced the hang weight on, from... hang on, hang on. five doors but no back seats yeah so what were the doors for exactly so you'd take the weight out there wouldn't you yeah um so so when you open the back doors what did you see just scaffolding just roll cage like a lobby car yeah, yeah. um so they've put a lot of effort into weight reduction so that must have come out in the cost but again bringing so much weight out of the normal Megane rs or whatever it's called you must probably expect a quicker north of 62 time yeah um so yeah uh, 72,000 pound it had carbon ceramic brakes on it which were an extra and everything else so very very expensive for what it is it's still not got the horsepower of the mercedes it's not got the horsepower of the audi rs two or three whatever it is it's not got the horsepower of the old m140 so it's probably got a similar horsepower to the new m135 but a lot more expensive went around the track super quick wasn't particularly quick in a straight line could you tell one by looking at it or does it just look like someone's put a body kit on it and a gun? They put a body kit on, um, on a Renault Megane, but they've also kind of gone down the Porsche GT2 and GT3 RS where it's all emblazoned up the side and it's got checkered flags on it and it's got trophy written on it and all that kind of stuff. Okay. okay. Um, so yeah, very expensive. It's probably the rarity of it, I think. Yeah, it's the rarity and everything else that they've gone through with the weight reduction and all that kind of stuff. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Stay here. I was just directing now where to go then. Um, Formula One. I'm going to have a drink. Bear with me. Oh, right, okay. So Formula One. All the new cars, well, nearly all the new cars are out. Testing starts tomorrow. Does it really? Or the day after? No way. I think. That um, comes around quick. It does, doesn't it? Um, well, the first race is March. It is, yeah, absolutely. It's February now. Australia. Um, the new liveries, I'm pretty happy with. Um, can I just ask you a question before yeah. you get into the breeze? Can you notice anything majorly different in the car design? No. No. No, I've, I, it's, it's, I, I feel like a bit of a dunce on this because when you go on Twitter and our Twitter feed, when the new cars came out, you had proper geeks on, not geeks, people that knew about cars going, oh, look at the side vents on this, and look what's so different. It looks like a racing car. It's, you know, yeah. I suppose if you're really into it, you will notice a difference. I didn't notice any difference. No. Uh, at first glance, I've not really studied one to, to that degree, but first glance, you know, the, they've still got a lot of intricacies on the front wing. I thought they were reducing that down. I thought they were kind of reducing all the well, end. I, I think the feeling is that the, the new rule change, change is coming next year. So they just kept the, this year's cars 
relatively the same, not spending yeah. money. Right. It's saving money for next year instead. Okay. Uh, so go on, Al. On to your liveries. Liveries, well, I was very, very impressed with the Alpha, I keep saying it's the Alpha Centauri, it's not, it's a star system. Um, Alpha, Alpha, Tory. Tory. Tory, yeah. Um, is that very, very dark blue or is it black? Very, very dark blue, I think. Nice. And white, it's lovely. It's It really sets itself apart from the, from the Red Bulls. It doesn't look like a Red Bull second choice car yeah. now. It looks like a, a different team. When you say white with a very, very dark blue, that just instantly puts my mind back to the BMW. Yeah. Like the 2000 and maybe what? Five, six, seven, eight, something like that. Yeah. When they were in. Yeah. Um, that was very, that was white and very dark blue. So yeah. Nice this car. is, this is, that was mainly white though, wasn't it? Yeah. This is mainly dark blue. Just a little bit of like the white pattern on, which is really oh, nice. nice with the logo on. It's really, really good. It looks like a separate a separate team now, which is good. Yeah. Uh, whether the car's any good or not, we have to wait and see. We will. Um, McLaren, love it. Last year it was just an orange hideous thing. Um, but this year's got a bit of blue on, so you harken back to the Renault and the Benetton Ford. The blue and the orange shouldn't go together. It's more like, it's more like amber than orange, really. So it might be a bit of an Everton away kit. Rubbish, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> the best ever set of and orange. So it reminds me a bit of that, and it's just the, the colours go so well together. Um, I loved the Benetton. Yeah. I loved, I know it's not, yeah, but it was Benetton, but it was the Renault. Um, Renault Mal 7 on. Yes, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so yeah, nice. I think McLaren, and I, I really, really hope because I was a, always been a massive McLaren fan. Watching Formula One with my dad growing up, it was always McLaren. Um, I really want them to come back to the fore. I really well, they did well last year. Did, yeah. But I want them to really push on. They've got two very talented drivers, young, ambitious, hungry drivers, which I think is a big part of the battle. If you've got a young, hungry driver, you're halfway there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, you think last year they did better than Renault, which we weren't really expecting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, yeah, I think they'll just get better. Um, the Alfa Romeo, I don't think we've seen the livery yet, and the Renault came out all, as all black. Really? Apparently that's just a test delivery, right. so they haven't... Oh, is this the one that was snakeskin? It was yeah. black snakeskin, yeah. yeah, that's a test delivery, yeah. Yeah, so we don't know what that's going to look like, yeah. I can't, I probably bet it's going to be yellow and black. Yeah. Um, and some news there as well, apparently they're going to go for it next year because they've got the funding. Uh, okay, aren't they? Apparently, yeah. So big push next year, then. Yeah, that's for this year. Who knows? So I've got a little thing about Ferrari. Okay, now I still switch black on it. Yeah, but did you watch? Did you watch the unveiling? The unveiling, the unveiling the car or something. Yeah, I, I videoed it, attempted to send it to a podcast. It was just so laughable. I wasn't wasting time on it. There was there was modern dance in it. There was. Choirs, there was people giving speeches. No way. Like, where's the car? <laughs> Where, where's the car? <laughs> oh my goodness. You had Sebastian and Charles Leclerc in the uniforms, then they had suits on, then they had uniforms on again. Uh, it, was just, it was just. Show us the car. And it was in an opera house. Wow. Wow. Why? Typically Ferrari. It was, it was ridiculous though. It was, funny enough, right. It was pushing all the buttons. It was trying so hard to be classy, it was tacky. Yeah. It was just trying yeah, too hard. Too hard. So, so, I saw on social media, it was on the day of the release, 
this is the Ferrari to end Mercedes dominance. Okay. Really? Okay. Now that got me thinking and maybe controversial, let me know. But I don't think it depends on how good the Ferrari is. I think the Ferrari can be the best car on the grid. It was dubbed as the best car on the grid last season, don't forget. Well, it comes the fastest in a straight line. It comes down to the team and the drivers. That team is never going to end the Mercedes dominance while it is as it is. And with Seb still in yeah. that team. And certainly Seb still as the main driver. And it might have changed, I don't know. You might find out when the season starts. But in my eyes, Charles Leclerc is not the number one driver. He should be the main driver now and Seb should be coming up to retiring but they should be focusing all their energy on that young, hungry, ambitious driver give him all the parts when you come out and you put them all on his car first focus your attention on him make him your number one driver for the next five plus years is how I see it and I, I disagree, I think that yeah, they, got, they should give it a medal they should do if, if, but if we really want to end Mercedes dominance then what I don't like saying this Next year they've got to get Hamilton because Hamilton wouldn't put up with any nonsense off the mechanics. He, he, he would want the best car. He'd insist on the best car. Well, of course, but that comes with the number one driver. That's how it works. The number one driver always gets the best But, I think, but I, think, I think Hamilton would insist on more than Leclerc would. Well, it's not really. I, I kind of see your point, but there is no. Hamilton would not walk into any team as a number two driver. No, I don't mean as a number two driver. I mean, let me start again. Like, if Hamilton was a Ferrari, the car would be better because he would insist on it. Yes. Okay. He would. He would nag them and moan and threaten to walk out and do this, that, and the other until that car was right. Yeah. Yeah. At the moment, Vettel's not doing that. He's just happy to, to nearly cause a crash every race. Yeah. And then have known about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I ultimately think that you bring Hamilton into F Ferrari, you upset the Apple cart. And I think that's papering over the cracks. I had a really good analogy of Ferrari. And Ferrari are the motorsport Manchester United. Go on. You cannot argue with their past victories, their pedigree in the sport, even their status in the sport. Manchester United aren't where they used to be, but they are still one of the richest clubs in the world. They are still a massive draw. Okay, they've got a massive pull. Same for Ferrari. But Ferrari, like Manchester United, just on me. Ferrari, like Manchester United, have never replaced certain key figures. Manchester United never replaced Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Ferrari have never replaced Jean Todd or yeah. Ross Broad. Yeah. And you've seen the teams that they've moved into develop. Ross Braun was in Ferrari initially. Ross Braun moved out of me and went into Braun with and they Jensen. won. And they won. They never replaced Ross Braun. They never replaced John Todd. They are struggling now. I'm not saying they're the Glazers or whatever, and I, I don't, I'm not a Manchester United fan, so I don't follow the ins and outs. But you look at those two, you look at Manchester United, you look at Ferrari, you go, you are not where you used to be. Things need to change. Bringing in Hamilton will not change. Bringing in the best players of Manchester United will not change. 
they need to replace key figures and replace them with quality. Yeah, I agree, but tell you what's his name, the the, the boss. What's his name? I've forgotten. It's changed again, hasn't it? Because it used to be Domina Carly, Domina Charlie, whatever his name is, and he's now the CEO of Lamborghini. Oh, Go it's, figure. It's the, fella, it's the bloke with the, the glasses and the mad hair. No, it's not him either. The silver haired fox with the quiff has gone. Oh, anyway, well, whoever's in charge hasn't got that fear factor. No. That's why they're not where they should be. No. Um, any other teams I think we're looking out for? Well, they haven't just talked about Red Bull. No. I think they'll be there, thereabouts again, because otherwise maximum would have gone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but he stayed. Top four now go. Mercedes. Mercedes first, Red Bull second. I suppose Ferrari third, but I'm not convinced by saying that. No, um, I can't be agree in Mercedes fourth. Mercedes fourth? Sorry, not Mercedes, McLaren fourth. McLaren fourth. Uh, and then obviously the best of the rest, Renault, yeah. whatever force India is now, recent points, recent points. Aston Martin next year, oh, that'd be interesting, yeah, that would be interesting, um, I think for some reason I've got this feeling of Romeo going to be a bit better this year, nah. nope. don't know why, so. I hope they are, um, um, Williams will be bottom again, oh, and that, that pains my heart, pains my heart from where Williams again used to be not saying they're on the level of Ferrari but they were used to winning you know um, and they were used to winning drivers and constructors championships and everything else um, but I just can't see that. Just interesting I heard on Twitter before Alfa Romeo started testing today and the first driver to drive the car is Robert Kubica. Why is he doesn't drive it Just done 30 minutes. Awesome. Yeah, Very good. Good. Right, that's all for this week. Thanks for watching or listening on our podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr. I've got the Tumblr up today. Wow, have you? I have. No, wait, and we're also on Drive Tribe. Drive Tribe. Drive Tribe. Drive Tribe. Drive Tribe. Drive Tribe. At 4 Beam Cars. Yep. Email us at 4 Beam Cars yep. at gmail.com. If you want to subscribe, if you want to subscribe to this podcast on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, yeah. then click here. Just here. Just here. Or down here. That's been there all the time, but this is here now. And that's it, thanks for watching. And I would stress, and, and a real plea, do like and subscribe. and yes, please, notifications and tell all your on. friends about yeah. it. And, yes. Comment, thumbs up, thumbs down, either way, just... Uh, right. Yeah. 20 seconds, that's all we've got. Okay. okay, thanks very much. Bye-bye.